Welcome back to the Darting Through the Faith podcast. I'm Father Sean Wilson, and it's the Feast of St. Joseph we're oh, recording this. Oh, man, big day. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, this will be released on the Friday the 24th, mm-hmm. which is the day before the Annunciation. The Annunciation. This is just a great week. And you know, yesterday was Sunday. It was it Leitare was? Sunday. <laughs> yes, it right? was. So it's the Sunday that we rejoice yep. in a particular way. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. this is a week just that I'm... Feasting it up. That's right. I've... I've my. My body has pined for this oh, this week, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so it's good. Mm-hmm. Feast of St. Joseph. Feast of St. Joseph. Wow. And we're talking about parents and children, yeah. so it just seems so fitting. Yeah, so. yeah, we are. We're talking about the duties of parents, the duties of children, how that ties. And you said that when we came in. I did. You said, I threw the dart, but somebody else guided somebody it. Somebody else guided it. Right? Without us even thinking throw. that St. Joseph... No, you know, we'd be I didn't. I didn't put it together on well, his delayed feast day. Was this the one where he had to throw like a million darts to land somewhere? I think it's one of the couple times that's happened. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's happening more and more as but, of late. But yeah, yeah. But this was definitely one of those. Okay. Yeah, I think it was like nine or something like that. Niner, sure, sure. Anyway, it's great. It's good stuff in here too. Like it inspired oh, in here in yeah. the catechism. Yeah, yeah. It inspired a. Bl- I wrote a blog about it this week. Really, I got some really good parenting advice out of the catechism. Well, and it I'm gives like, you I feel like, like other people need parenting. to share that. Yeah, yeah. It's really good. You need parenting tips? Pull out your catechism. Who knew? I, I didn't I know. know. I know. So it's know. good stuff. It is really good. So we should pray. Let's do it. Pray. Yep. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Dear Saint Joseph, we come to you on your feast day, and we ask that. Um, you may intercede for um, all fathers, for all husbands, and for their spouses, for their children, that you may uh, guide each and every one of us um, to being the son, the daughter, the husband, the wife, the mother, the father, the priest, the religious that you called us to be, and that's that you may care for the universal church, especially um, here in our, in our own hearts, in our own lives, in our own parishes. Trust this. Pray for all of those who um, who are listening to this podcast that they may grow in devotion to you. And ask all of this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. And the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. All right, we had a lot of paragraphs. It was twenty. Twenty paragraphs. Today is March twentieth. Oh, it is. Hey, nice. Wow. I'm not good with numbers or days or directions or pronunciations. Of things. I'm not good at a lot of things. You know this isn't confession, right? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll save that for later. <laughs> anyway, paragraphs 2214 through 2233. Mm-hmm. 2214, 2233. Where are we at, though, in the actual catechism? So we're in the, um, the, the morality section again. For mm-hmm. last time, we were in a very different part of the morality section. So this is like, you know, I said morality is broken up like the human person, mm-hmm. and then the Ten Commandments. Mm-hmm. So this is the church's reflection, the catechism's reflection on the fourth commandment mm-hmm. um, to obey your parents. Sure thing, yeah. So that's where we are. So that goes. So that's why we start with the duties of children, and then it goes on to the duties of parents, and then um, and then eventually goes to the family and the kingdom, which I, that, those last two paragraphs were kind of nice, too. I like those. Those were great. Yeah. These are all great paragraphs. Um, so I don't know how you want to approach this in terms of how, how do you want to dissect this, because there is a lot. There is a lot. Um, Seems like questions maybe we should have had before we said, let's do this. Yeah. But in in your defense, <laughs> yeah. uh, I just kind of started rather abruptly. Sure you did. So yeah. we'll figure it out as okay. we go. We're, we're not going to read all the paragraphs. We just... Um, you can do that. We don't need to read to you. No. This is, this is right. not story time. 
Get your blanket and a right. cup of cocoa. Right. There's nothing in here about duties of parents of parents needing to read to their children. That, that, okay. <laughs> so anyway, we're moving on. All right. Okay. So the duties of children was paragraphs 2214 through 2220. There's a lot of twos in here. Okay. Mm-hmm. 2214 to 2220. The duties of children. What's what's the what's the overall takeaway with this? Uh, respect and obedience, yep. especially when you live in the house. And then there was a nice takeaway that said, okay, when you're emancipated, which mm-hmm. that's a great, you know, like very technical term, mm-hmm. um, to not, uh, to, that you still have to respect your parents. Sure thing. But then there's even this, like, why, why these relationships take place. Mm-hmm. And it was great. Just like the gratitude that, uh, children's are to show towards their parents and even how this all flows from the fact that we recognize God as our father. Mm-hmm. And so it's part of this hierarchy that the Lord is established in family life. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, also in here talked about, so not only as long as a child is at home, should the child obey his parents, respect his parents, but also children should obey um, the reasonable directions of their teachers and all to whom their parents have entrusted them, right? So that's yeah. a nice little side note, too, for our young people who are listening, right? What's your duty as a child, right? Obey your parents, obey your teachers. Um, there is a little footnoted kind of reference caveat, here. Maybe? Yeah, caveat, right? But if a child is convinced in conscience that it would be morally wrong to obey a particular order, he may not do so. Not just he may not, he must not. Oh, he must not. You're right. right. Yeah. So if yeah. somebody in authority over you, right, mm-hmm. your teacher says, hey, uh, you should pick on that person, mm-hmm. you shouldn't do that, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Or if, you know, a coach says, mm-hmm. right, uh, go take that player out because there's the best player on the mm-hmm. other team. Mm-hmm. Morally, mustn't do mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Your boss at work tells you, hey, it's okay to cheat on your time card. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. great examples. Yeah. Wow. Great. Okay. And then, yeah, as you said, obedience toward parents ceases with the emancipation of the children, but not respect. This is always owed to them. Mm-hmm. It has its roots in the fear of God, one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Yeah. So the so that is really interesting because the Holy Spirit actually helps us to do this mm-hmm. better, right? And even like this obeying our parents is not just something we have to like white knuckle and try really hard to do better, Mm -hmm. but it's actually something the Lord helps us to do, right? When we're open to the Holy Spirit, because this flows from the fear of the Lord that we have, because, right, all fatherhood comes from God. Our relation as sons and daughters is divinely established. So the Lord's going to help us do that, which Mm -hmm. is really nice if we're struggling to obey our parents. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you think it's one of those things too, like you mentioned when we talked about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, like, so we're, we're confirmed, we, we've received the fullness of the faith. It's a like, dose of the ghost. Received the dose of the ghost. Mm-hmm. Thank you for saying that. And you, you made that, that comment of like, the, well, the more we use the gifts, the more the gifts, mm-hmm. um, what was the word you used? I don't know. Oh, it's the like muscles, right? Yeah. Yeah. The, the more, more you use your muscles, the more mm-hmm. they get strength, the more <clears throat> things just happen habitually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So same thing, like the more that you're able to, um, in humility, obey your parents, respect your parents, honor thy father mm-hmm. and the mother, the perhaps easier it'll become. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this, and I, I love what the catechism said in 2255, because it's not just do this because God tells you to. Mm-hmm. Do this because out of gratitude for what your parents have done, whether it's respect or it's respect and obedience, mm-hmm. because they've brought the child into the world. They've enabled them to grow in stature, wisdom, and grace. 
And with all your heart, honor your father and do so. And do not forget the birth pangs of your mother. Mm. That's not something I like to think about a whole lot. <laughs> but I guess it is, it is important because, I mean, it's that suffering mm. of, you know, you think about your dad going to work all mm. those times. And, man, things would be so much easier if he just didn't have to go to work. But yet he does that to support the family. Mm -hmm. um, all the things that mom did, right? How many dirty diapers she changed so that I would not catch some sort of disease from being in my own filth. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's a lot. Mm -hmm. And so the, the gratitude that should, uh, that should happen there. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of great references in here to the wisdom literature, right? So to Proverbs, mm -hmm. to, uh, to Sirach, to mm -hmm. uh, the wisdom of Solomon, just all sorts of really good, uh, good scriptural references, just very practical wisdom about relationship between parents and children. Yeah, for so. sure. You know, I'm reminded of my husband who can be kind of a goofball and somebody would, <laughs> you agree wholeheartedly. Uh, and encourage. <laughs> but he, like sometimes people wish him a happy birthday on his, his birthday. I'd be like, well, I didn't do a whole lot that day. You should probably call my mom. That's <laughs> 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 true, right? <laughs> I, I don't know really had much to do with that day. <laughs> no, if I really earned this happy birthday. Yeah. Has anybody done that and taken him up on it and called? Oh, called I'm your sure. mother-in-law and sure, been like, hey, yeah. happy birthday of one of your sons. Exactly. Just, oh, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. I saw this coming. Yeah. Uh, right. It's that year again, that time of year again. Right. You know? <laughs> right. Um, the end of this, like this, this section in paragraph 2220, by the way, I think earlier you said 2251. I could be wrong about that, but you meant 2215 is what you meant. Probably, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah a little dyslexia going right. on there. Um, for Christians, a special gratitude is due to those from whom they have received the gift of faith, the grace of baptism, and life in the church. So these may include parents, grandparents, other members of the family, pastors, catechists, other teachers, and friends. So all of these people who've instructed us in the faith, right? Again, mm -hmm. honor honor these people as well. Right. Mm -hmm. And you get this great quote from the second letter of Timothy. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm reminded of your sincere faith, a faith that dwelled first in your grandmother, Lois, and your mother, Eunice, mm -hmm. and now I'm sure dwells in you. Mm -hmm. Like, oh man, even a great apostle like Timothy, things didn't just fall out of the sky, but he's mm -hmm. got a, a grandmother and a mother mm -hmm. who are very um, faithful. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. St. Eunice for us, huh? Amen. Yeah. So good. <clears throat> so that was the overall, in a nutshell, the duties of children. I, one other yeah. thing just to point yeah. out, right above that in 2219, the filial mm. respect between brothers and sisters. Sure. Right? So this this commandment, the fourth commandment, encompasses our siblings also. That Right? It's not the same obedience, mm -hmm. unless your parent puts like your older sibling in charge when they're you know away or something like that, right? And then because they've put that person in charge, mm -hmm. then the younger sibling, you got a, you got a bit of a duty there to, um, to that, follow. That's a tough pill to swallow, man. Yeah, it is. Were you ever in charge of your little brother? No. No. Was no. your older brother ever in charge of you? Yeah. Yeah. How'd that yeah. go? All right. Yeah. Yeah. It was never that bad. I mean, but we were so close in age sure. most of the time that that was a very rare occasion. Mm -hmm. Most of the time, one of my cousins would babysit us and they lived just around the corner. Mm -hmm. And so uh, they were in charge mm -hmm. and um, they did a good job babysitting. That's good. Yeah. I can remember a couple of times my oldest sister was put in charge of the rest of mm -hmm. us. We were not very respectful. Let's just put mm. it that way. It never went well. Yeah. Anyway, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, yeah. we're not pulling those skeletons out of the closet, okay. but we had fun with her. Baby sure. Baby. Did she enjoy that? Did she? Did no, she, it's not yeah. good. <laughs> I can't imagine it would be. <laughs> like how the way terrible you're describing you this. It, yeah. yeah it, not good. But okay. But okay. That makes sense. All right. And then, yeah, it had a nice little note in here about grandchildren as well. <clears throat> grandchildren are the crown of the aged. 
And boy, the more you talk to grandparents, mm-hmm. that's the truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know who I was. I was at dinner at somebody's house on Saturday night and they were talking about that, you know, about how, how much they love being grandparents mm-hmm. and, you know, how much better it is than being parents mm-hmm. or how much more enjoyable it is. Let's mm-hmm. put it that way. My mom said when the first grandbaby started to come that that made having children worth it. <laughs> So it made it happen. All the fights, that's all made it worth it when the grandchildren well, started coming. Well, praise God that he does that, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. that he gives fruit of the labor after, you know, mm-hmm. decades of mm-hmm. struggle for parents. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. get something to look forward to, Julia. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We'll see. You'd be a grandma. That's right. Yeah, just that's a few right. decades. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll see. We'll see, yeah. huh? I'm starting to get the gray hair, so I'm really... I'm. I'm yeah. in there. Yeah. I think that's a requirement to be a grandma. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, uh, okay. I don't know too many grandmas that naturally don't have a couple strands of, dra- at very least, a couple mm-hmm. strands of gray hair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Anyways. We're moving on. Um, ready for the next section? The duties of parents. Duties of parents. Uh, 2221 through. 2231. 2231. This was a really beautiful section. It was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a lot. Um, a lot of things to look at in a parent's life, right? Like mm-hmm. I can imagine like just how practical it is to raising kids that maybe sometimes you don't get the opportunity to take the, uh, take the, the bird's eye view to see yep. like all these things, these mm-hmm. different aspects of a role as a parent. So, um, if there's any parents out there, these are, these are 10 good sections of the catechism to read or 11. Yeah. And it does give you, like you said, it gives you just that little bit mm-hmm. of different perspective of sometimes right. we get obsessed with the exterior and what's going on. Take a second to actually think what's going on interiorly and spiritually. Right. Right. And this begins with that. Right. This isn't just a marriage. This isn't just about the procreation of children. It's also um, extend to their moral education and their spiritual formation. So it's more than just creating children. And mm-hmm. that's part of it. But it's about really educating the child as well. Right. And mm-hmm. it's almost impossible to provide an adequate oh. substitute. And experience yeah. says that's the case, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of great people that step into roles when people, you know, if somebody's parent passes away mm-hmm. too young, you know, people step in or something happens where, you know, parents can't be there, mm-hmm. there's distance or whatever. And people do a really heroic job of fulfilling, you know, whether it's a male or a female role model, but mm-hmm. it's not quite the same as mom and dad. Mm-hmm. So, uh, often imitated, never substituted. Mm-hmm. Parents. Yeah, it's a power. It's a powerful, powerful yeah. sentence. The role of parents in education. And speaking of twos, mm-hmm. paragraph two, 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 two mm-hmm. talks about parents must first regard their their children as children of God. Mm-hmm. What a great reminder that this children is is first and foremost not mine. Mm-hmm. This children is actually God's child. I'm a steward of this person, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm I'm just taking care of it because ultimately they're going to spend a lot more time with the Lord than they are with me. Right. So. What a perspective that gives, huh? Right. And to re- yeah, to respect them, as you said, as, as human persons. Mm-hmm. Like every child is their own little person, right? And to just respect who they are right. as a person. And that means they're not our property, right? Because right? sometimes, you know, and this can kind of get like an exaggerated thing of like living vicariously through your children. Mm-hmm. But there is something to to remember. Like this, this is an individual person, not somebody that I want to... And it even talks about like when it comes to like um, choosing spouses or choosing careers, like parents are not supposed to be overly manipulative in that. Mm-hmm. And that, that, that's something. It is. Yeah. 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 Um, this, this next, next paragraph, 2223. This really is the, good. this is the, this is maybe the meatiest of them all. Yep. yep. Yeah. Here Let's it is. chew on it. Let's do it. Parents have the first responsibility for the education of their children. 
They bear witness to this responsibility first by creating a home where tenderness, forgiveness, respect, fidelity, and disinterested service are the rule. The home is well-suited for education in the virtues. This requires an apprenticeship in self-denial, sound judgment, and self-mastery, the preconditions of all true freedom. Parents should teach their children to subordinate the material and instinctual dimensions to interior and spiritual ones. Parents have a grave responsibility to give good example to their children. By knowing how to acknowledge their own failings to their children, parents will be better able to guide and correct them. It's a lot. It is. So the first thing is to create a home. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you're looking for what kind of things to live by, tenderness, forgiveness, respect, fidelity, and disinterested service mm-hmm. are the rule. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's where we're educated in virtues. Because if you're living all those things, you're going to grow in courage and temperance and fortitude and mm-hmm. prudence. Mm-hmm. I'm missing one because I said courage and fortitude. Mm-hmm. Anyways, you can look that up. All the virtues, <laughs> right? Um, and I love how the, like it used this word, um, this apprenticeship, because mm-hmm. you think about that creating this home, creating this environment, raising your family. If you you have multiple children, right? It creates this environment of like an apprenticeship right. to put yourself aside, to think about mm-hmm. other people, to recognize that you're not the center of the universe, right? Other people in this home matter and are as mm-hmm. important as what you are. Um, you were just mentioning that in conversation the other day about, you know, when you lived alone for, your, for when you first got here in the rectory mm-hmm. and then what it was like when you guys started to live together. Yeah. Do you mind sharing that with the rest of us? Or oh, yeah. I was just so selfish, <laughs> you know, like because you think about it, like yeah. the whole house is basically however I wanted it. Sure. And that's not to be like overly critical, but mm-hmm. it's just to be like if I didn't want to do the like it was like a late night or something mm-hmm. like that and I didn't want to do the dishes it's like I'll just soak them and they'll be there tomorrow mm-hmm. and then it's like well wait a minute no I've got a mm-hmm. I've got a I'm going to do the dishes or oh man nobody made the coffee okay I can do that right mm-hmm. instead of just like I'll muster through it all it's fine it's just me I don't I don't mm-hmm. mind mm-hmm. it's only my mess mm-hmm. um, but you actually think like no this is somebody else's house mm-hmm. too so mm-hmm. and that's family life right? right but it's an apprenticeship which mm-hmm. is a great thing so that means parents can't expect perfection out of their children because mm. they're just apprentices, right? Mm. It's like the first time somebody's, uh, uh, all I can think of is a butcher, right? Okay. Like for whatever reason, Better the job, yeah, you're the apprentice butcher, right? And yeah. you're making all sorts of wrong cuts and you mm-hmm. cut the T-bone steak and it's just not looking like a T-bone steak. Right. And it's like, wait a minute, you're an apprentice butcher. You're not the master butcher yet. So... <laughs> I was thinking of Star Wars. like Oh, our, the our, Jedi apprentice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anakin makes all sorts of mistakes. Right. He sure does. He but he thinks he's the master, and that's that's the problem. That's his issue, that's right? So children, there's a lesson for you. <laughs> it is the issue. Um, <laughs> what about this sentence? This, this is a lot. Parents should teach their children to subordinate the material and instinctual dimensions to interior and spiritual ones. So... Pro- that proper order, right? Mm-hmm. That proper order of things. Like we experience our world, all these exterior things are happening, but it's actually less important than what's going on interiorly and what what we mm-hmm. like. The, what God is actually asking us to do. And so, parents have that responsibility to help their children see that, right? Mm-hmm. To grow in that life of faith and wisdom, and and even like subordinating material desires, right? I remember one time my dad had a little like conversation about me about like how much I was snacking. Mm. It's like, do you really need to be eating right now? Like just because somebody else is in the fridge doesn't mean you need to follow them there. Mm. And uh, I still remember that because mm-hmm. it was a, it was a good lesson. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, subordinating those instinctual desires mm-hmm. to, to spiritual ones. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. 
Right. And love this last line though. Yeah. By knowing how to acknowledge their own failings to their children, parents will better able be better able to guide and correct them. Yeah. So if, I always think it's so important for parent or for children to watch their parents go to confession mm-hmm. because I mean, you see like, Oh, mom and dad, oh, they're in charge and they're messing up. Mm-hmm. I guess I probably am too. Mm-hmm. Um, and for children, for parents to even apologize to their kids, right? If they're too harsh or if they made a wrong decision or whatever mm-hmm. it may be like, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. great example. So, Some, so important. Yeah. Right? Some that humble pie though. Oh yeah. Mm. Oh, but it's so good. It's good humble pie. It's medicinal, but you know, sometimes. because you know the kid, like your kids aren't getting out of here without messing up. Oh, I yeah. don't care how good of a parent you are or how perfect. At some point, they're going to come face to face with their own failings, with their own weaknesses, mm-hmm. with their own imperfections. And the best thing we can do as parents is teach them what do you do at that point? Right. What do you do at that point? Do right? you hide it? Mm-hmm. Do you mm-hmm. point out somebody else's flaw mm-hmm. instead? Mm-hmm. Or you say, mm-hmm. you own up and say, yeah, mm-hmm. I done did that. Or do you run to your savior and say, hey, I need a savior. Right. And seek yeah. forgiveness. Fix it, mm-hmm. Jesus. Help me, please. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. The home is the natural environment for initiating a human being into solidarity and communal responsibilities. Parents should teach children to avoid the compromising and degrading influence with influences which threaten human societies. Oh, well, great example. Mm-hmm. Pope Benedict XVI's dad was a stamp, staunch anti-Nazi. Mm-hmm. And so, so much so that he was in the military when Hitler came to power and he took early retirement because he just couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like there's stories of him just being like so irate about what was going on in Germany. But no, you know, and like, but what do you do and all of that? So I don't know all the historical details. There's some great mm-hmm. biographies that you can look at him. But like that was a good lesson for Pope Benedict about how his dad, um, basically got out of his job because if he couldn't Mm -hmm. compromise his values. Mm -hmm. So I wondered about as a parent, like, you know, that the, the, the fear is, do I have my kid too much in a bubble, you know, cause you can't Mm. protect your children from everything. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and part of it is you just need to educate your children as they Mm -hmm. get to the age to, to learn Then you need to educate them uh, along the way. But I heard somebody say, it's not so much put your kid in a bubble as it is being wise and putting them in a greenhouse where they can really blossom and Mm. really grow into who they're supposed to be. Yeah. And looking at St. Louis and Zelie Martin and the example of, of what they gave to their children, right. Mm. Who we get St. Therese from the great St. Therese. Like, yeah, there's a part of, and it's not, it's not putting them in a bubble, but there is a part of like being smart about what you're exposing your children to. Right? Oh yeah. And making sure they're at a level of development where they can handle certain right. things and have certain discussions. And you're able to explain, they're able to understand why this isn't good. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. so I'd say you want to probably bubble them until they're under, you're able to have that conversation exactly. as to why this isn't good. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, mm-hmm. absolutely. Sure thing. Like, I'm not going to keep my kid in a bubble. Mm-hmm. We're going to go take him to the heroin addict class <laughs> place. Right. Like, is that a thing? Okay. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. It's a class, you know. It's in Dayton. Okay, okay. <laughs> just kidding. I don't get off the farm much. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's yeah. let's just scrap that All last right. thirty seconds. Okay, <laughs> we're good. Okay, um, <laughs> through the grace of the sacrament of marriage, parents receive the responsibility and privilege of evangelizing their children. Mm. Parents should initiate their children at an early age into the mysteries of the faith, of which they are the first heralds for their children. They should associate them for their tenderest years with the life of the church. A wholesome family life can foster interior dispositions that are genuine preparation for a living faith and remain a support for it throughout one's life. So begin early teaching mm-hmm. your children about the mysteries of the faith. And, right. And they can mm-hmm. soak up a whole lot. Children mm-hmm. can. It's amazing. Um, and... 
And right. Like in, even we talk about this, like what does the parish do? And really the best that a parish can do is supplement what already happens at home. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, because everything comes from the parents, whether it's just the ability to pray, the ability to, um, the ability to forgive, the ability to learn, the ability to just be excited about Christ and his work in the world and the church. So Mm -hmm. yeah, evangelize Mm -hmm. your children. Mm -hmm. You don't have to go evangelize like pagans out some far off country. Children are the first pagans to evangelize. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. You were laughing at that before that came out. I I was like, I was, you know, debating whether or not to say that, but uh, yeah. Do you regret it? We all start unbaptized, right? (laughs) Right. I was once a pagan baby. Yeah. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. But no more. Right. You know, you know what? I think it was Mother Teresa, Teresa of Calcutta said, like, you want you want to be a saint, go home and love your family. Yeah. Like it begins in the family. Mm-hmm. And so often we, we can we can think we gotta go outside and holiness is out here. I need to go do XYZ, but if you really go home and love your family, there's sanctity in there too. <laughs> right. But yeah. Lots of opportunities for it. <clears throat> yeah. Um, okay, so yeah, edu- education in the faith by the parents should begin at the in the child's earliest years, like you said. Everything that uh, the catechesis builds on what they're getting at home. Mm-hmm. Um, parents have the mission of teaching their children to pray and discover their vocation as children of God. So mm-hmm. to know that, like like you said earlier, that that these children are um, entrusted to us, so they're God's children, and part of the role as the parent or the guardian or whatever is to help this this child um, become aware of that and like that that he or she was made for some specific purpose and has a vocation. So right. to help them find that. Mm-hmm. Um, Two twenty nine presents an interesting, like, um, I guess, uh, challenge to our kind of system in the United States of America. It says parents have the right to choose a school for them, which corresponds to their own convictions. So basically, the church is saying, in an ideal world, a parent should be able to choose at no, li- which we can in the United States, you just have to pay for it, right? It's this, there's this one public school that everybody can go to, or if you want to spend money on top of the tax dollars you're already giving to support this school, um, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you can go there. And so, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, that's not ideal, right? Mm-hmm. If people want to send their kids to a Catholic school, they should have the right to do that and shouldn't be penalized like $4,000 per student. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that might be controversial, even amongst some of my own parishioners, but mm-hmm. that's the way it goes. Mm-hmm. The, the right is fundamental. Public mm-hmm. authorities have the duty of guaranteeing this parental right and ensuring the concrete conditions for its exercise. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, mm-hmm. anyways, mm-hmm. Uh, but also when they become adults, children have the right and duty to choose their profession and state in life. So they, but it, it also talks about them taking advice from their chil- from their parents. Um, this necessary restraint does not prevent them quite the contrary from giving their children judicious advice, particularly when they are planning to start a family. Sure so it's, it's like, honestly, it should be like super obvious that children have a right to pick a profession themselves. They should be advised by their parents, but they can't be forced, compelled, or like manipulated or even like kind of... N- like more directly forced by their parents mm-hmm. into a particular thing. And even that goes for like choosing a spouse, right? You can't force somebody into, into marrying somebody else, but to, to listen to the voice with 
according to the respect, right? Mm-hmm. So if your parents say like, uh, the person you're dating is just not great. Like this is not good. And like you're suffering from it and you guys are just toxic, right? Mm-hmm. Children should be able to listen to that. Um, it doesn't mean you have to follow everything your parents say, but um, generally parents are people who love you more than anybody else. And if mm-hmm. they've got concerns about a job, about a person you're dating, whatever, like mm-hmm. take that seriously. Sure thing. That means parents, you should speak up if you really think there's an issue. It's mm-hmm. for the good of your child to say something. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. but you know, yeah, what do I know? It's like, that, it, well, it's like having that, that, that boundary of like, well, exactly what you said, right? Like parents have a responsibility to help guide mm-hmm. the child to make right decisions, but you can't force or manipulate right. them into making those decisions. And I don't know about you, but I think it was about the time I turned 25, 26, where finally I realized, crap, mom and dad were right about a lot of things. Mm. <laughs> it's like where that big piece of humble pie came into my mm-hmm. life. Like, Shoot, I should have listened to them a lot sooner. Yeah. Um, but the Lord's grace goes with us. I suppose. He does. He, he's, he's my real apprenticeship. Good. Your apprenticeship at cutting that T-bone <laughs> more times than I can count. All you right. just gotta keep practicing, though. Keep practicing. Um, Talk about practice. And then it talks about some some forego marriage in order to care for their parents or brothers and sisters to give themselves more completely to a profession or to serve other honorable ends. They can contribute greatly to the good of the human family. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking of St. Giuseppe Mascotti. I don't okay. know if you know St. Giuseppe Mascotti. He was a Neapolitan doctor, mm-hmm. which means he's from Naples. Neapolitan's okay. great. Oh, okay. It's like the ice cream. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Okay. So anyways, nice. he was a doctor, uh-huh. and I believe he was the doctor who discovered that insulin is helps for the treatment of diabetes, mm. or it's like him or his team. Mm. So there was a young woman that he was very interested in, and after his prayer, he decided, no, I'm supposed to give myself as a doctor, and that's how I'm supposed to serve serve the human human family. Mm-hmm. And so he, he basically lived this paragraph of saying like, uh, no, this is actually the, where the Lord's calling me to be a mm-hmm. doctor. And, mm-hmm. um, and great things happen. And the number of poor that he cared for is just mm-hmm. remarkable. Like there was just a massive funeral mm-hmm. procession in Naples when he died very young. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. anywho. So marriage being this beautiful gift, this beautiful mm-hmm. vocation that, um, and that we're all called to in some way, but then some forego that for mm-hmm. the good of the kingdom. It's of our world. natural vocation. Mm-hmm. Yes, Every, everyone, it's the mm-hmm. natural vocation. Mm-hmm. Right. 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 But even, you know, somebody like him is not called to, just because he's not married doesn't mean he's supposed to be a brother or a priest or, you know, a deacon, right? Like it doesn't, not everybody has to have like that stable mm-hmm. vocation is what this is saying. There's, mm-hmm. there's a lot of wisdom to entering into a stable vocation, mm-hmm. but it, it mm-hmm. doesn't have to be the case as mm-hmm. his life exemplifies. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. We get that beautifully in the vocations prayer we've been praying, right? Mm-hmm. Not like that chaste single life, right? right? Yeah. Okay. Nice, nice. All right. The last two paragraphs mm-hmm. are about the family and the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you consider your family, your kingdom, a taste of the kingdom? Are you asking, do I consider myself a queen in my household? What are you asking here? I have no clue. <laughs> I don't have the slightest clue. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I have to get back to you. I've never really thought about that. Okay. You know, you know, but what the, so these two paragraphs, Mm -hmm. I'll just sidestep the Mm -hmm. stupid question. Um, (laughs) but it definitely did happen. I don't want to act like it didn't happen. Sorry. Um, but this is like the family in the kingdom of God. So these two paragraphs are the reminder that families are great, but they are not absolute. As the Mm -hmm. first line says, like family ties are important, but not absolute that the first family we belong to is the family of God. Mm -hmm. And that is, um, 
that is the essential one, mm-hmm. right? And all the other families can fall apart and struggles can happen and family differences, people. Yet the family of God is the one that mm-hmm. endures. Mm-hmm. So just as the child grows to maturity and human and spiritual autonomy, so his unique vocation, which comes from God, asserts itself more clearly and forcefully. Parents should respect this call and encourage their children to follow it. That's a tough one, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so you think about even like the prodigal son, like the father watching his son go away. Now that son's going to a life of debauchery, but it can equally be difficult of parents watching their children go to something good, right? Like I think about my mom dropping my brother off when he entered the Navy on Mother's Day. Oh, Yeah, she had to drop him off uh, that he was shipping out to basic training and how difficult that must have been to watch, mm-hmm. to watch him go. Yeah, Ouch. yeah, that's a... <laughs> It's a knife in the heart right there. But, uh, but you know, that was, that was the path the Lord Mm -hmm. led him on. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, clearly my brother's God's plan for his life went through the Navy. Mm -hmm. And so that was all part of the plan, but to Mm -hmm. to watch your children kind of leave the comfort of the home, Mm -hmm. not an easy thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So they must be convinced that the first vocation of the Christian is to follow Jesus. Mm -hmm. That's the parents. You must be convinced that rather than just, staying near your family are doing exactly what your parents think you should do. Mm -hmm. The first vocation is to follow Jesus Christ wherever he leads. Mm -hmm. That's going to cost something because it always does. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've heard, I've heard a lot of um, moms of priests like say that that's like a a struggle for them initially to, to, um, to, to really entrust their sons to the Lord. And what we talked about earlier, knowing that that means no grandchildren, right? Mm-hmm. But that's a sacrifice that sure. that they all enter into together. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, Jesus' words himself, he who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me, and he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Yeah. Obviously, our Lord is not in any way um, degrading the family life, but right. your heart needs to be mine and fully mine, mm-hmm. right? Um, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Becoming a disciple of Jesus means accepting the invitation to belong to God's family, to live in conformity with his way of life. For whoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. Parents should welcome and respect with joy and thanksgiving the Lord's call to one of their children to follow him in virginity for the sake of the kingdom in the consecrated life or in priestly ministry. Mm-hmm. Yipper. That's right. Thanks, Mom and Dad, for doing that. <laughs> My parents would be like great examples of doing that well. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm sure my mom will listen to this, but mm-hmm. uh, but they really they really did right. And even when the the um, possibility began to kind of blossom in my own life, mm-hmm. there was a certain like um, I didn't know what my parents thought about it. Like they mm-hmm. were supportive, but they didn't want to like push either way, right? Mm-hmm. So they wanted to give this freedom of following the Lord wherever He went, which. It was just a beautiful thing. I'm sure a gut wrenching thing because you're like, well, what's gonna, ha-, you know, mm-hmm. what's gonna happen? And you always want to kind of give some sort of, and they gave some sort of guidance, the practicalities, but to give the freedom for the Lord to get first dibs, mm. no easy thing, mm. no easy thing. Mm. So, mm. thanks, mom and dad. Yeah, seriously, thank you. Yes, yeah. right. Wow, gift to all Holy Mother Church. Can can we go back for just a hot second? Because mm-hmm. we skipped over one paragraph that oh. I think is. Um, I found it so edifying as a parent. We'll just put it that way. Yeah. So 22, 27, we skipped over. It says, children in turn oh, yeah. contribute to the growth in holiness of their parents. 
Each and every one should be generous and tireless in forgiving one another for offenses, quarrels, injustices, and neglect. Mutual affection suggests this. The charity of Christ demands it. But this reality that children contribute to the growth and holiness of their parents, oh, yeah, so much so that it hurts, man. Like, the children demand this this self-sacrificing, tireless giving, generosity, patience, right? Calm. It's like they demand it. And mm-hmm. man, it grows you and it hurts. Yeah. So anyway, amen. Anyway, to remember that, to keep, keep your eyes focused on that in the, in the trials, I guess, of, of parenting, to remember that, that, that children too are an instrument. We're all, you know, we're all, we're all units. So children are an instrument in your growth and holiness too, as much as you are in theirs. Right. Yeah. Because sometimes we think our, it can be, it can be thought that they're actually a hindrance to the growth and holiness. Like, gosh, I can't pray as much as I want to because oh, I've got all yeah. these kids or I'd love to teach CCD, but I'm still nursing a child and mm-hmm. I can't, it's like, well, hold on. Yep. Your first duty is actually to, uh, to be there to raise your children. So it's actually in that life as a husband, a wife, a mother and father is your growth and holiness. Yes. And it'll mean you'll have to say no to other things, but mm-hmm. that's exactly um, that's the path. It's through that, not in spite of that, that a uh, husband and wife, mother, father become a saint. So, Amen. Amen. Yes. Yeah. You'll become a saint, not in spite of your vocation, but because of it. Th- yep, yep. Through it. Yep. yep. Through it, with it, and in it. Yep. Sweet. Okay. All right. So duties of children, duties of parents, how that ties into the kingdom, God's kingdom, right? The family and the, the kingdom of God. That's what we were talking about. Fourth commandment, honor thy father and thy mother. A lot of duty. A lot of duty in this episode. That's right. That's right. That's right. All right. Well, we're going to see where this dart goes next time. If you want to like get a summary of that, you want to check out the in brief paragraphs 2247 through 2253 kind of gives us a rundown of that. Where do you want to go? I don't oh, know. You, are you going to read those? Sorry. No, 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 no. Okay. There's too many There's to read. There's too many. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah. Lots of paragraphs. Mm-hmm. You got anything you're looking for? I want you to just hit something on the first time. <laughs> Let's not get ridiculous, <laughs> Julia. <laughs> I'm not picky. That didn't happen. No. I saw a couple of them up there. Yeah. I was like, I could get some of those. Uh-huh. How about this? What the happened? Laity, Ooh. 897 to 913. I was kind of writing that the Christian family's also there. So I was like, man, maybe we could get like a, a back-to-backer. But we got the Laity. <laughs> well, this was good. Yeah. Okay, what were the paragraph numbers again? 897 to 913. Okay. Very good. Um, as you mentioned earlier, this was like just had scripture all over it. Rich. Oh, it was rich in scripture. Rich in wisdom literature. Mm-hmm. Really, really was. And in one section, it breaks down um, the book of Sirach, chapter 3, verses 2 through 6, and then 12 through 13, and then 16. So we'll close with that. Sound good? For the Lord honored the father above the children, and he confirmed the right of the mother over her sons. Whoever honors his father atones for sins. And whoever glorifies his mother is like one who lays up treasure. Whoever honors his father will be gladdened by his own children. And when he prays, he will be heard. Whoever glorifies his father will have long life. And whoever obeys the Lord will refresh his mother. O son, help your father in his old age. And do not grieve him as long as he lives. Even if he is lacking in understanding, show forbearance. In all your strength, do not despise him. Whoever forsakes his father is like a blasphemer, and whoever angers his mother is cursed by the Lord.